So I've pressed record. I feel like um, with Paddy, you probably just you don't really need to warm up the conversation with Paddy because um, he's already warm and ready to talk shit. But um, this is one off the wood. He looks cuddly. He's very cuddly, that's for sure. One off the wood, episode thirty-two. I'm going to guess we've got a special COVID guest, Paddy from the Wandy Pub, one of the publicans from the Wandy Pub in Wandiligong. We met Tim the other week, very briefly. Um, Paddy, welcome to the podcast. How are you on? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. I mean, I really didn't have anything else to do, so, you know, great to be yeah. here. <laughs> I'm actually, You're our yeah, last I'm, resort as well, mate. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely right. That's yeah. okay, you know. No, absolutely not. You are the second choice of Wandy Pub publicans to get on here, so um, nah, right at the top of the list. Hopefully he can be, uh, provide a bit more, um, uh, he talk a bit more sense than Timmy did because I think he was maybe a little bit off his chops when he um, dialed in for a little bit the other day. Doesn't sound like anything that we would do. An outrage. Um, tell us, uh, Paddy, we start off um, podcast with, uh, obviously it's called One Off The Wood, so tell us what you're drinking this evening. You got a beer there or scotch or what's taking the fancy? Well, I'm, I'm drinking a good uh, One Love Pale Ale because I think this is a good One Love kind of time. And <laughs> yeah. one should love themselves because that's all you've got now. So, yeah. Are you on lockdown by yourself or with um, no, well, I've got significant? Two, I've got two homes, so I'm, I'm kind of lucky. I've got one in Wodonga and one here in Bright. So tonight I thought as we're doing the podcast, I'd come down and have some alone time, you know, <laughs> And uh, just chill out and well, because maybe play some pool by myself later, you know. There's two, to- two like, ways to look at it because there's people who are single living by themselves and they're probably getting lonely. But there's also people yeah. living with their partners, i.e. me, and spending literally every minute of the day with them. So yeah. it seems like you've got the right um, balance where you can d- go down to bright, claim it as essential working and, um, you know, you can have a bit of paddy time, a yeah. bit, bit of loving time well, back I in mean, the dong. You know, I was, I was in the military back in the day. So, you know, you've got to make sure that you're ready for any kind of global catastrophe. You know, I've lived through September 11, spent the whole time on a submarine. This is way better than, than that. This is better. <laughs> More people are dying. We so should, this is awkward. We this, should. Is, this is really awkward for me. So it's like a, it's a tough balance. <laughs> I didn't mention that you were you used to be on submarines. We'll get to that. Let's just finish off this one off the wood. What is the one love? Where, who makes that? So this is made by the beautiful John Selton. I think you used to be my housemate up here in Bright. So we used to work at the Bright Brewery together, and now he's uh, he's gone large. So he did Hawkers for a few years, and then now he's built another brewery and made it ten times bigger again. So, um, what's the brewery called? Uh, Brick Lane. So oh, it's, it's Brick Lane. By, yeah, like, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's owned by Eddie McGuire and Mick Malloy and Cooper Cronk and Billy Slater and a couple of other people that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. mentioned John once before because I was trying to explain 
I think we were having a Hawkers or it might have been a a Brick Lane. But I was like, he's a mad beer scientist. And he's, yeah, yeah, he's killing it, basically. Oh, that's good. He's he's, he's the best. He is the best. There's Brewers and then there's John Selton. Yeah, because he's like a PhD scientist of. Actually, doesn't he study like the universe? What do you call that? No, he studies history. So he's a professor in history. Yeah, and the reason he started making beer wasn't because, like, he uh, loved beer at the time. It was just that he realised that civilization started because of beer. So, And then as a side project, he started making beer because of that. So he's like, you know, you need need all that. You need the barley, you need yeast, you need need people. Who's going to, who's going to cap these beers, you know, social gatherings, you're starting cities, you're building pyramids, you're going all there. Yeah. I was thinking about that last night. It was a Babylon, really. (laughs) I was playing Red Dead Redemption (laughs) last night. I was pretty pissed. And the mission I was in is basically you have to go to the pub and get pissed and the, and it gets all sway and blurry and you can talk to people and, I was having a great time in this like, you know, Wild West saloon. <laughs> I was like getting pissed, <laughs> not necessarily getting pissed, but smashing beers has been around for a long, long time. So John's on to something, I reckon. It is. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, is forever. The glue. Yeah. It started society. Oh, before that, it was Neanderthals. And what were they doing? Just clubbing people. <laughs> and now the, no, people like- are, now the people are clubbing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this changed the world. Um, well, that's uh, a, it's a more civilized um, generation, a more civilized place because of beer. That's what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, beer, beer started it. Yeah, King's Cross nearly ended it. I mean, that was that was a problem. That nearly destroyed civilization there at, at one point. Everyone just started. One what happened in King's just, Cross? I just everyone started punching everyone, or just these 18 year old kids that never. Been oh there. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Civilization was coming to an end when that happened. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they let the ruby princess in and just fuck it all up for everyone again. Mate, thank you. Sydney. I live up here in Sydney. I'm dealing with these fucking idiots that run the state. Yeah. You guys are lucky that you're not basically living in Sydney because it, it's an absolute yeah. fuckwit convention um, as far as I can tell. In the- I mean, it's pretty much just a normal, you know, Saturday night in Sydney, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, talk to me about in um in Sydney. What's going on with the like the backpackers and the people? Are they still like? Because obviously, there's a lot of backpackers that stay. Blame, like, blame oh, people from overseas. That's yeah. you should. No, no. But what what are they? Yeah. Are they just flaunting laws? What's going on? No, just, bored, <laughs> the backpackers are getting a look. They're in a difficult situation, really. Because if you're actually in a backpackers, that is not where you want to be during a pandemic. No. Like go. Go the fuck home. I feel bad for him because it is like just like you're getting. I can't go home. Everyone's dead. <laughs> can't even get a flight <laughs> out. <laughs> well, you can't get a fucking. A... Like, <laughs> Grandma's dead. Mum's dead. I can't even ask anyone for money anymore. Yeah. What are we meant to do? You know, we're stuck in a backpackers. Let's have some fun. I agree and with then that. Then everyone in Sydney's like, "Fuck you! You having fun?" You know, like, go out with a bang. Yeah. Hey, it's not their. It's not their fault. I agree. No, you're they right. Didn't a, they didn't let a cruise ship in. Mate, I'll tell you what I've experienced. Are they getting the finger pointed at them wrongly, I'd say? Like a photo was taken of a few backpackers on a rooftop. It's not like there was a – I hate this pointing finger thing. I saw a a post today. Someone's like the mayor of LA has said um, 
you dob your, dob your neighbours in um, if you see them doing the wrong thing. Like that is some communist shit. That, and and Paddy, you're a you're a comrade from uh, from Russia, I know. But like, look, I'm, I'm a socialist. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about <laughs> healthcare and education. Throwing it out the window. You know, look at Scomo giving out two hundred and eighty billion dollars. You know, Socialism is. We could have all had a million dollars each. That could have been a really good rescue package. Think about <laughs> Just it. In the millions. Well, that twenty-five million. Bad. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. The best bit about that rescue package is that the people that don't know how to deal with having a million dollars, million dollars can set you up for life. No worries, every yeah. other guy. But the people that don't know how to deal with it, they're just going to transfer their million dollars slowly to the people like us who know how to deal with it, which is genius. Yeah. That's brilliant. I'm not no, even like- sure if I know how to deal with it. I might like just like 500 grand of recklessness. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. 500 half, grand being smart and situation. setting yourself up for life. Yeah. And what, yeah. well, actually, 500 grand still, ain't going to do much for you these days. You can yeah, buy a I'll house. I'll still get a loan. Like, don't, still don't get, get a what? wrong. I, I wouldn't buy a house in Sydney. I'd just get a loan and then spend Yeah, oh, you know, of course. But can you imagine, like, Nana getting getting a million dollars? Nana's got, like, a couple of years left. She's in the nursing home. She's like, oh, I have two fucking shots of sherry tonight. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it, doing? That's coming yeah. out. You'd be straight on the phone. Nan, I'm going to have to Nan, look I after your bank you, account. Nan. Yeah, and by the way, I love yeah. you. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. you a long time. We're getting um, off track. Hey, we're getting well, off track. Before we come back to the track, Andy. <laughs> What's you're in charge of keeping us on track today. I'm trying. I don't know where the track I'm goes, trying. But it's going to be impossible. Mate, speaking racism, right, is I think racism. this is one out racism. Trump's been pointing the finger. He's like, it's a Chinese virus. It's a cha- it developed in China. They don't deny it. It's, it's Chinese. Chinese. It did come from China. Chinese virus. It did come yeah. from China. But it's also sparking domestic racism, mate. I was mm-hmm. the victim of some domestic racism today. Oh, yesterday, actually. I was at Mainbrake Car Park. I just pulled up in the morning. I was sitting in the car, just looking. It's a bit rainy, so I'm looking at the surf. And this fucking bloke who I recognise, local bloke, I granted, not a local here. Nat Fife. And he's he's walking. It wasn't Nat Fife. <laughs> the day after the, the Fife incident, and he's walking down. And he looks at my number plates on my car. I got Vico plates, and he looks. He's straight in the eyes. And he's just shaking his head with his fucking ten foot board under his arm. He's like, "Just fucking go home. Just fucking go home. Why don't you just fucking leave?" And I'm. I had the window down and I literally said, sorry, mate. Like, fucking what's that? And he, he didn't hear me, but. But old blokes like that, places. especially surfers, they were doing that yeah. anyway um, yeah. 15, 20 years yeah. ago, shockingly. Like, and now, and now they've got to an excuse to do it again. Yeah. yeah, it's totally an excuse. It's like, oh, this Vico person comes over to my break and then starts surfing. Hasn't even yeah. been eaten by a shark yet. No, and yeah. probably going to kill my grandmother at the same time yeah. by giving her coronavirus. Yeah. You fucking. Yeah, where's asshole. your family live? I'm fucking drop in for a cup of tea and, the, and some Avon Avon products or something. But, but I was, you know, you can't judge a car by its cover. I'm, I've lived in this state for eight yeah, years. You, granted, mate, not you live in South, West Perth, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I think the guy had yeah. a point. <laughs> he had a point, but he didn't know, know he had a point. Why have you still got big number plates? What's going on there? Free parking, mate. Duh, no. West Australia wide. Yeah, you. They don't chase you. The councils, the parking guys. So you just park wherever the fuck you want, and they send the tickets. You put it on your windscreen, and you just put them on the fridge, and they they never get the second letter because they don't have access to the national register. So the free parking, it's well worth it. Yep, but was yeah, it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good tip for when you can travel again. Yeah, because uh, back yeah. in the day, like uh, when I was in the navy, I used to have a 
Queensland um, Queensland license, registered in South Australia and lived in Perth. It was perfect. And you get pulled over, nothing would happen. They just go, we can't even deal with this. See you yeah. later. Well, I, I think they're getting better at dealing with it because I had the same when I first moved to Melbourne from Taz. You could just drive on the city link and they wouldn't even bother sending it to you for about five years. But I've still got thick mm. plates up here. There's swell coming tomorrow and proper pumping waves. My mate rang me up and he's like, I'm going. Like, He said, look, they've got fucking horse racing on. Is that an essential service? So I'm about fucked with the whole thing. I'm going surfing. So he's going to drive Hong <laughs> Kong and cop yeah. the fine. That's Crawfy, Paddy. I don't know if you met Crawfy. Yeah, I know Crawfy. Yeah, legend. Yeah. Um, How are the auctions going at the moment, mate? There's no auctions. He's an auctioneer. Yeah. On, on, online, Zooming. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I've still got – If I, but I was said to him, I could go surfing, but I'm going to rock up with Vic Plates. Someone's going to punch me in the head, I reckon, like this domestic Yeah, I think with racism. Vic Plates, you're fine, like – the thing in Western Australia that you can see, like, so if you re- live regional, you get number plates with like AU for Augusta or MR, Margaret River, B for Bustleton. So people can actually tell if you live rural or not. And it's it's quite funny when you're in the country and you see all, you know, G for Geraldton, you know, it is. But everyone that's metro, like that's uh, your car's registered in the metro area. Like it's blatantly obvious that Surfers you don't live here. must have loved that back but in the day. Vico, see, like- I'm under the radar. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just, you know which one to wax up. Can I just put yeah. it back on track for a sec? Because we've got a lot of good Go on, stuff, then. but we do have to talk about what we're taking off the wood. We can do it oh, quickly. Yeah. Let's do that. What do you got? Was <laughs> uh, I've got the uh, Cooper's Session Ale. It's the blue can, cans, uh, Cooper's cans, cartons. Pretty cheap, yeah. delicious, very sessionable. Kind of like a, it's a pale ale, but it's pretty light. I've been a big fan of it um, in 2019 and uh, bought it is, back. Is it any different yeah, to it's the... it's a bit more of a tropical punch for a... Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's what I was going to Not as heavy as the pale ale. Not as heavy, yeah. I think. That's Did you know I'm... they use the same yeast for every single one of their beers? Is it... Um... Incredible. Yeah. What, what's why the why yeast is that called? incredible? Tell us about it. Well, you know, you normally you change the yeast for the alcohol percentage or what you're doing with the beer, but Cooper's just everything's the same. I so don't how, know how they change it. How do they make it taste different then? Just different barley, different hops. I, I went I went to a Cooper's vintage launch last year and it was great, but I can't exactly remember what Mr. Cooper's told me. Mr. Is Mr. Cooper still around? Mr. Tim's, isn't it? He did that TV show in the nineties hanging with Mr. Cooper. Do you remember that? What? No, that was a t- that was a. No, it wasn't. It was a black dude. Like, it was basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air all over again. It, it was. Cooper's. I didn't yeah. mind hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, um, Andy, what do you got off the wood, mate? So I got me one off the wood stubby holder, and there's still a few left in uh, on your side of the country. If you want to order them online, the ten bucks. Um, cool. A few people ordered the last of the Sydney ones this week, but um. We'll get some more in, and Paddy will send you. We'll send you a couple. Um, yeah. And inside it, that was a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> is I've got a bolter, and the reason I got a bolter because I just popped up to the Bodlo. Then I get ten percent off at the moment through work, which is good. So I've been buying lots of booze, but I bought it because Paddy. I seem to remember that you grew up in Coolangatta, and this is from Coolangatta, right? Am I right, yeah. or have I made that up? Well, I was born in Melbourne and then moved to Coolangatta when I was 13. Right. And then, uh, yeah, so 
Formative years. Formative years. Bit of surfing, hanging out with Mick Fanning a little bit at parties. He was the guy that had the kegs on the top of the hill. I was like, oh, yeah, can I just sneak a beer? Then the cops would come with their dogs and would run off Kerry Hill. But, you know. Good times. But good guy. And, well, he could surf. Even like, you know, as a teenager, when you see people in the waves, He'll just drop in and be ten times faster than anyone else. I yeah. don't understand how he does it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like an elastic man. He would have been yeah, a, real, a few was he a full blown fuckwit or was he nice? Oh, he's a bit of a ledge, really. Good. Like, you know, like obviously, you know, you're you're pretty high up there. Uh, when we were sixteen, like we were at a party and then his uh yeah, his brother was in a car and they crashed and died and you know, like, so he, he had to go through a lot of, like, really serious stuff when he was a teenager. Yeah, right. And his brother was also a, a legendary surfer as well. And, yeah, so, like, for him to get onto the world circuit and not lose his shit was pretty awesome, really. A lot of people in Coolangatta tend to lose their shit from what I've seen as well. A lot of... Uh... Man, like, yeah, you, you've got, a, like, a one in ten chance of actually <laughs> doing something. Yeah. I mean... Luckily, if you do do something, then you're normally pretty good at it because you've yeah. seen some shit. But you know, but yeah, he, but yeah, um, he had, yeah, he's had a really, really tough and hard story, and to do what he's done and be so positive is amazing. Yeah, now I, I go the, back there, I don't recognise Cool and Gatter. It's just Mick Fanning, but yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I heard that he was a bit of a a dick when he was younger on the piss, which he pro- fair enough too. When he was like, we're all you know, dicks on the piss. Yeah, 100%. Like, but now he just. If you're drunk, you can call a on a Friday night. You're a dick. You're basically, you know, like, you're going to get punched in the head <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah, skip. Uh, anyway, the Bolt IPA. It's good. I think they just sold out because um, that was Mick Fanning, Joel Parkinson, B. Derbage. Yeah. Uh, they made good beer. They won like a lot of like beer of the year awards. And yeah. they sold it last year, I think, didn't they? So, yeah, I sold you do it in December. It's a bit, it's a bit yeah. sad. It's a bit. I'm a bit torn by it. You know, like they still send me the emails, and I'm like, look, guys, it's lovely <laughs> and all, but uh, I just can't do it anymore. You know, if I can buy your beer at the TAB, you probably can't buy it at the Wandy Pub. But it's kind of like the beer. It's cool that something like Balter can win awards, be a really popular beer, but then it gets to the point and it sells out and now it's not, now it's mainstream. So it makes room for the next Bolter or the next um, John Selton to uh, come through because it seems to be the way it works. I think, I think I'm I'm pretty sure that's the whole market in Australia. Yeah. I mean, in the United States, I think like Sierra Nevada have done it a bit better where they didn't sell out. Now they've kept themselves family owned. Cooper's never sold out. Yeah, yeah, true that. So, can do it. Ridge can Road, be done. They haven't sold out. Ridge Road, it's, it's sort of it's sort of one of those things. I mean, if someone's gonna throw two hundred million bucks at you, what are you gonna do? I'll be selling out. Cool, yeah, it's like, not. I mean, like, it's just yeah. outrageous. I think he two million gotta, I'll fucking sell out. You know, like, but you know, two hundred million dollars, you know, you're out. You know, you can have a good life. Yeah, it's a lifestyle job, isn't there, in in like beer. And you think like, well, fuck, I'd be happy to work, you know, X hours a year for this forever and own a brewery or if someone offers you the ticket out, then sure, I'd take it, runner, definitely. 
and then, and, and, and you've got yeah. to and you've got to think about what you did it for in the first place. Like was, you know, were, were Parker and, and Fanning just going, oh yeah, we really just love beer, or are we doing this as an I investment? They were like top the best servers so, in the world during the nineties and early two thousands, where surfers made millions of bucks. So they're probably yeah. just thinking, yeah, fuck, we like drinking beer and we are minted. Let's make a brewery, like. And then they're like, yeah. well, now we can sell out and be even more minted. Those guys really killed it as far as timing of their careers because their surf industry's fucked now. No one's getting paid anything. Those guys are millionaires. Yeah. Everyone everything's moved from Fiji to Kmart. Yeah. Like, everything's made in Bangladesh now. Hey, Not question for you, Patty. Speaking of um, like, I was think I was watching um on Instagram today the beer farm down in Margaret River. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, but yeah, they're um they make yummy beer and they have got a cool venue. But and it's pretty. It reminds me of the Wandy Pub. It's probably a bigger version of the Wandy Pub, but they do a lot of the same stuff that you guys do. But they're doing like a drive. No one's bigger than us, man. No, no, no one's bigger. Obviously, <laughs> they had they had a rodeo. They have, they've got more land they and they had a rodeo. We've had a rodeo. Like, well, us, we had there, a rodeo too. Like, 2002. Yeah. Oh, mate, sign me up. You should have yeah, the rodeos. Rodeo. But they're yeah. doing a drive-through. Everything. They're doing drive-through <laughs> beer and burgers. So basically, yeah. no one gets out of the car. You get a you get a six-pack or a can, and you get and they're doing like slow cooked meat and stuff. So there's probably like two people in the kitchen, and someone serving. And I I text Timmy actually. I was like, you guys could pull that off up in Wandy if you wanted to do like one day a week. If you told everyone on social media in town that. We're going to do drive-through burgers or whatever. You'd probably do all right. What do you reckon? Well, we're at the end of the road, so you wouldn't be driving through. You'd be we're going to drive but, up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just drive up to Wandy, you know. And then people we, might get angry. It'd be a Coronavirus from Bright to here. You know, oh, the, the Wandy locals might get angry. They're back yeah. to this domestic well, no, racism. Not even, but you know, it's sort of, you know, it's the. It's 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 a hard one. I, I'd love to do it. I think we will do it at some point. We'll do like a little little pop up. Get people should. driving around those trees. I think people would love it. As long as you don't have town. to get out of your car, you're not gonna spread yeah. any coronas. No, you never know. I I never try to spread a corona in my life from actually filamently opposed to Mexican beer, but you know, that's just me. So Patty, you're the publican of the Wandy pub which is my favourite pub in Australia behind the general at Mount Hotham. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, only joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, the general used to be my favourite pub, but now obviously the Wandy pub is my favourite pub. Yeah. Um, but before that, you spent a lot of time underwater. Is that fair well, assessment? You know, I, I spent my formative years underwater, I guess. So when I was... 17, I joined the Navy, and then I, I left when I was 23. So, And what did you do? I just went and travelled the world. I just went, uh, you know what? Like, Did you say much? It was just big, just deep blue. Did you, you well, probably don't, I mean, when like you're on the, the black thing full of semen, there's not much. There's not much to see. There's, there's nothing. You just listen. Yeah, the, the big- you listen to the world, and you, you listen to what it tells you. And then, uh, yeah, so I did it for six years, and I was like, you know what? Listen to this to the sea, and uh, it's about time to get the fuck out of here and uh, go see what the world has to do. So, what do you uh, mean you listen to the sea? As an what do you mean by that? Analyst. So, literally 12 hours a day, 
had headphones on like Andy and, uh, yeah, just listen to the water and, yeah. What did you hear? See what's out there. And then and then tell everyone on the submarine, hey, there's a ship bearing this. This is what it is and, yeah, we should do this. That was my job. Did you ever hear anything that you can't explain? Can you talk aliens? to whales? You, you can't talk to the whales, but the whales definitely talk to you. <laughs> um, over in WA, it's an excellent place for that. So there's the, the Lewin Current that runs up the Western Australian coast. And on a submarine, you're basically there just not to make noise. That's that's pretty much the job of a submarine. So the Lewin Current, you'd sort of be running in it and you'd be running at about the same pace as the, as the whales, the dolphins, the unicorns, whatever else is out there. So... Yeah, a couple of mermaids, a couple of dugongs. Dugongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest things I ever heard Paddy say, we, we, I think it was at the Wandy pub and it was deep into a lock-in and someone was, I think it was Noxie, someone was giving you shit about being on a submarine and saying that you were fucking dugongs. He's like, Noxie, there's a lot of things in the sea that you could fuck but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> but you did your fuck a dugong? No. <laughs> no, you couldn't get outside. I mean, you would have. I mean, if you could. I mean, 60 days underwater is a long time. Wait, so 60, 60 days underwater, is that what, like do you come up to the surface or is that your swing test? Like what the hell, what's involved in being a, a, a submariner? Well, I mean, basically you just spend a, yeah, I mean, you, what you do is your job is just to uh, be underwater and have a look at things and see how it's all going. But you'll spend most of your time running at a really slow speed, doing really nothing and just monitoring the situations that are on the coastline, you know. Did you, so are there you, submarines out there now? Like right now, is there a submarine sitting in the Lewin current just chilling? Maybe. Is that what's that? Prob- probably, yeah. But the yeah. idea is of a sub is that no one knows because it's underneath the radar. Yeah, it's exactly. It's it's underneath the radar. It's doing it's doing what it does. I mean, basically, it's just a it's just an underwater satellite, really. Did you have weapons on board? Always weapons. Did you ever yeah, shoot anything but, um, or get into a conflict? Oh uh, yeah, like that's that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> Is Paddy? Is it? Is it? Um, is it pretty gay on the submarine? Is it? Nah, I mean it's more gay from the outside. I mean you're on this big black thing full of semen trying to fuck stuff, but um, you know, yeah. but when you're on it, you know you're not trying to fuck each other at all. You know, you're basically nah, he's not by like every other human being on the world, really. Yeah. Okay. You got the internet down there. What do you got? No. What's no. No internet. Like? like when I was in the navy. Like, you know, there was there was no internet anyway. I mean, you were still on your Nokia 3330 or whatever they were called. And then, um, yeah, but, like, if your family or someone wanted to send you a message, so basically it would be they'd get this random group of numbers. So say number one was hello, number two is I love you. And so they could have, like, this list of 60 different digits that they could write and then they could send that to you. So you just get this, like, Hello, I love you. I'm doing fine. Yeah, I haven't had sex with a neighbour. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to choose what they are? Like, So you had a partner at the time or is this just you chatting to mum? 
Oh, mum, and I had a partner. I had yeah, various partners at the time. And um, okay, you know, you're in the navy. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, and did they change the list? Like your sixty digits? Did you like you know one particular partner? No, like you couldn't. You couldn't. You know, you couldn't customize the list. That would oh, have been okay. No, you, could, you could have had heaps more fun, but it was yeah. more that there was someone actually sent you one. Like if you'd go a week and no one sent you a, a message, you're like, a bit sad. I really, what what did I do last week? And you're like, oh wait, I was on the submarine. It wasn't me. It was them. Yeah. It's them. But it might not even get onto the list of priorities of messages to get onto the submarine. So. How, how did they get the those digital messages? They were digital, literally. Yeah. How did they get them to the sub? Oh, so they, they used like uh, the, the communications of, of the submarine. So they used like a very low frequency, um, yeah, system. Was it like an X-ray or something, like a radar mm. or just low frequency? Just a really low frequency, uh, yeah. System. Communication, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I drove through Potts Point the other day, and I remember like you telling me that you were living in what you're 17 or something, and they've given you some pimp pad to live at, be close to the submarine, and paying zero rent, and just. Oh yeah, out. like yeah, like that was in um, sort of Piermont oh, of Darling Harbour. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah. So. Yeah. When I was working in a, uh, yeah, in an office. In an office. <laughs> um, oh, what's that? Sorry, go, was. I want how, when you're on the sub, right? So if you're on a bit of a mission around the place, um, yeah. how long do you go underwater for? How long can you stay under the sea? Well, it's a basically a couple of months, really, in Australia. I think like a month. In the United, yeah, a couple of months. I think in, in the States and in Russia and stuff, they might do three months at a time or something like that. It's a long time. But, yeah, like it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like with this pandemic, you know, we're all at home, we're all a bit bored, there's nothing really to do, you know, and what this is week three. So, you know, you, you have these times and you go, right, week one, you're all catching up, you're saying hello, talking about all the stuff, then week two, you you're still talking about things and then gets a little deeper and then by week three gets a little bit more boring. Then by week four, you know, everything about every single person on the submarine week five, you, we're not going to be talking in a week, you know, like people are, we're just going to shut down. Like, but you're going to know everything about every single person that you've ever really wanted to know. You're built for this basically. Cause surely your house in Wodonga is better than a submarine as far as being locked down for oh, months. millions of times. Better. I mean, I've got Netflix. I can play yeah. Zelda. I mean, I've nearly beaten master mode. I can't believe that. So I never thought I'd get that chance. Think about that. You could be locked in a submarine. I had a question and it's missed, flicked out of my mind about submarine. We don't need to talk anymore about submarines if you don't want, but um, it is yeah, interesting. Most, but yeah. most people are interested by it because yeah. They, I'm fascinated. It's, weird. it's really lots weird. of questions about submarines, but it's, yeah, because it's super. Do you not want to talk about? It? Is it traumatizing time? Just answer that question, then we can maybe we can move on. Oh, Would you not, go back? It's not so much it's traumatizing. You just don't know what to say. So, you know, I mean, the people that do that job, it's just really, really incredible job, and you know, but it's also a secret world. So it's sort of it's sort of one of those things that, yeah, you're not allowed to really talk about the cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can't. You can't really talk about a lot of it and all the rest of it, which is 
you know, I think there's a bit of an injustice for people that are on. Paddy, if you, if you put your head behind thing. you while you talk, then we can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I had to turn the power <laughs> on the, uh, onto the computer there. Oh, yeah, it does um, power. No. It's just a good thing then that the Jugongs don't speak English is what you're saying, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Exit training. Like if you if, some, yeah. if shit goes down at the bottom of the ocean and you got to get yeah. out. Because what's the oh, – I watched a movie recently. Escape training, I believe they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Where they – what's the one? It's a um, – Ah, oh, some. It should be a thing. It should be a thing that everyone should have to do in their life. Yeah. It's Did really, you do it? Really quite fun. <laughs> Tell yeah, us yeah, about probably. it. So, like, um, when you when you're doing your training to be on the submarine, they obviously work you up to it. But basically, you end up in a room, and this room is maybe five feet high. It's quite claustrophobic, quite damp, and um, yeah, and all there is is just some. Uh, some hoses hanging out of the roof with basically a, a snorkel sort of attachment to your mouth there. And then the room slowly fills up and then you guys have got to like move around the room. Fills up with water. Fills up with water, yeah, to the roof. So you're basically underwater. You can't really see. you just got to feel and move and then you get to an escape chamber. And then you uh, climb up, open the hatch, shut the hatch below you, you're just by yourself in this nice orange suit. And then you, I think it's, yeah, it's called a stole valve. And then you basically press your suit into this thing and then it will charge up and, uh, yeah, pressurizes to 20, 25 metres and then the hatch opens in on top of you and you just shoot up like a uh, Tomahawk missile, really. It's kind, like, kind of fun. It's like the so first fine diving. Individuals in these little sh- fucking rockets, under yeah, so yeah. one at a time. And then you just get to the top, and then you're gonna float around for a minute, and then make sure you're not decompressing. How deep can you do that from? Oh, I think you you can do it um, from maybe uh, maybe 150 plus meters. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, your eardrums are gonna gonna explode. So when you get to the top, you know, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be fun. Just put your fingers in your ear? Is that? But, you know, you're already fucked anyway. Oh, no. you're, you're that deep under the water. So, yep. you know, what can you do? Oh, you're doing a shot. I'm actually drinking. Um, <laughs> I've made another. Um, so I might uh, get another beer too. Wait, I've made another beer. margarita. What? You, I, I did mean, we I, even get to what you were taking off the wood, Andy? Well, I'm taking water, but I'm also drinking margaritas. Oh, yeah. So I went and bought, I bought a good tequila and some Contro and a bag of limes from Harris Farm for three bucks, which is a fucking steal, and mixed up some margaritas, and they're good. Look, I, I wasn't going to drink tonight. Mezcal. This is where you need to oh, be at. That's a Mezcal, yeah? Yeah. That looks legit. What is it? Yeah. Where's it from? Mexico. What, can you spell it out for me? What is it? Mezcal. It's all M-E-Z-C-A-L. But yeah, basically it's a, uh, it's basically tequila, but made not in tequila, which is a town. So, so basically all the, all the, uh, I don't know, 
or the tequila is made in tequila in a, like a highly processed environment. Mezcal is made around Mexico from different types of agave. Yeah, because it's all made from the agave or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Because I, I was Googling tequila tonight because I, like, I want to get, I want to make some margaritas. And it's like you yeah. got to get the 100% blue agave. That's the shit. But mezcal is a different, it's just the same shit, right? Or it's just from a different place. Yeah, it's just from a different place. But basically, when I was in Mexico, I, I learned that, uh, you know, like blue agave is not the shit. You know, like there's different agaves. Tell like us. Green, red, you can have like, yeah. So there's actually other agaves that are you the know, shit. What is agave? What is it? GT of community of, of different tequilas. Well, it's basically a, um, yeah, just a spirit that's, so they get the cactus, they cut it up like a pineapple, throw it into a big pot, make the sugars come out, ferment that, and then that's what you get. And then it's you a get cactus, a, though. Yeah, it's is, all is cactus. it like mescaline cactus? Because that shit will take you to the moon and help you time travel, from what I've heard. Well, well yeah, it, there is mescaline, but there's different types of mescaline as well. So there's all different stuff. But mescal is pretty much the cocaine of alcohol. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Really. Yeah. I mean, tequila is the date rape drug of alcohol. What do you call it? Like, you get to that point in the night where everyone's like, let's do fucking tequilas, let's do tequilas, <laughs> especially when you're younger as well. I've probably got a better constitution for it these days, but you do the tequila and shit gets weird after that. Yeah. Like it's a well, different it's, type of drunk. It is a different type of drunk. And I think that's why we do shots. I generally hate shots, but I love drinking mezcal because it's not a shot. But it gives you this really quick perk. I guess we're going to see it in the next 10 minutes. We'll see the benefits of no. the benefits. Can you of- do another one for me, Patty? Just like, I mean, you know, because sometimes things are lost on audio. Um, so maybe just drop another mezcal shot there. If you oh. don't mind, I mean, I mean, well, it's obviously your prerogative, but um, oh, there we go. Patty's a great, great banter artist, but mm. and we want him pissed, but we <laughs> don't want him too pissed. Trust yeah, me, we don't want me too drunk. Good. I can be pulling him out of oh. a, um, a a dry yeah, machine. machine or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that awesome. hell. That's a long story. Let's not get into yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, we're not talking about that online. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've all woken up in weird places. Yeah. What's the weirdest place you've woken up then, Paddy? <laughs> Washing <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Yeah, oh. fuck Yeah. <laughs> I woke up. Um, I've woken up in lots of weird, weird places, but then yeah. most of them are intentional. Like, you know, I've camped there and I've just woken up like, what the fuck did I camp here for? But one of the weirdest places I woke up was in Lake Tahoe. We actually, I was doing a ski season there and I got real pissed playing um, playing beer pong, but it was like one of the first times I've played, it's like 2007, we built a wall of cans. I just got fucked up. Very competitive. He refused to lose, but there's no coming back. Once you're down a few a few cans, you're just, you're done. My, my partner disappeared, so I just like, kept playing i must have got dropped home and then i decided i was too pissed to go inside and see my girlfriend who's already in bed so i just thought i'll just have a little nap outside so it's obviously ski season fucking freezing cold we lived at this like little cul-de-sac 
They had a little nap next to the skip bin, which was well known for like bears coming around and just checking out the skip bin. And I just woke up. I don't know. I'm fucking glad I woke up, but it would have yeah. been like two or three in the morning. A few huh. hours later, woke up quite cold next to just lying on the concrete next to the skip bin in a shadow because I was like, oh, I'll just have a little nap here. No one will see me. And then went inside and, and I had, um, I didn't want to wake my girlfriend up, so I went to sleep on the floor next to the bed. Um, again, shivering, and then I didn't. But make your it girlfriend the at the day. time was not that scary. <laughs> you should have just went home and went to bed. <laughs> Lots of people yeah, like, oh, that's <laughs> true. I was you didn't be giving a yeah, shit at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, was, but I think because I was so I many was people die doing so, that. By the way, like, I didn't want to. You're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky. You're down in like Tahoe where it's a little bit warmer. Still yeah. cold as fuck though. Yeah, but in, like people die all the time. I nearly did it myself. I decided to sleep in the snow on the way home from a pub in Japan once. But luckily, I was walking home with someone. And yeah. They like carried me home. <laughs> mm. Can I tell you, like my weirdest place? I woke up. I woke up in the passenger seat of a four wheel drive for dinner plane. This is some years ago. This is um, over ten years ago. But basically, we'd gone out and. It's real hazy what happened, but it was it was one of those benders where we're doing tequila, things are getting weird. Last thing I remember, I'm with the Austrian guy that owns the pub. We're talking about we're eating goulash and talking about weird stuff. Don't remember anything after that, but I woke up in the passenger seat of a four-wheel drive and I have no idea whose car it was. But basically, I couldn't find the house that we were walking, that I was staying at. They all looked the same. I was super drunk and yeah. we were only staying there for a few nights. This is when um, I was just up there for a few few nights in 2008 or something. It was 12 years ago. And I must have just been like, well, it's fucking freezing. I don't want to die tonight. So I opened this car door and just slept in the passenger side. <laughs> anyway, I woke up and was like, whoa, where the fuck am I? And walked back to the place because, you, know, you know, in the light of day, it wasn't that difficult. And it was all good except I lost my wallet. And then I got a call. So I went back to Hobart. I was living in Hobart at the time. Got a call maybe two months later and it's the cops. And the police are like, oh, hey, we found your wallet. And I was like, oh, excellent. I lost it in dinner plane when I was drunk. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we found it down the side of someone's car, like down the side of the seat. And it's like, do you know anything about that? And I was instantly, I was like, I don't, this seems bad. I'm going to deny 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 here it's like no, that's very strange and he's like sure because you know we'd, nothing was taken nothing was stolen we don't think anything's gone on maybe you got a bit drunk and like they he'd already, he'd already figured out i was like no no idea what you're talking about it's so weird but yeah, po- post the, post the wallet and i just denied the whole thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, um, he and he posted the wallet I'll tell you what, take 20 bucks out of that wallet and send it back yeah, yeah. don't don't ask any like, more questions not, whatever's in, in the yours. car or anything like that. I just slept in it, but I lost my wallet, man. So they dumb. seriously need to change the color of the houses in dinner plane. That's that's not fair for anyone that's drunk. It's it's a danger to society. Mate, I was a danger to society that night. I tell you what, everyone is in dinner. You know, like people can. You um. Yeah. What's going on? So you go, Patty. You got free reign here, mate. You yeah, you, you basically on trump. You're if you talk any, over us, anything, you win yeah. because you're the guest. So we yeah. have to back I was off. Gonna say, like, why not just paint one house grey and then one house black and then one house yellow? Yes. No. Or just, just so or how about home. Patty just design them all differently instead of designing them all exactly the yeah, fucking same? Exactly the same house four hundred times. Yeah, that's which, not right. Which is basically set up for a bushfire to burn every one of them down, but as 
as soon as it comes through. Like they're they're lucky up there because they're basically you have to build your house out of all wood, as far as I can tell. Like, yeah. Fuck knows they're how they're gonna. Yeah. Anyway. They're probably going to do it out of hemp, but then everyone started smoking the bricks. Smoking <laughs> the bricks. <laughs> That's what um the the uh the actual wire like the cable on chairlifts. Do you know they made that out of hemp rope originally? So like when people would say smoking the rope, that was a reference to smoking like the whole rope on a on a chairlift because the internal bit is not wire. It's it was actually like hemp rope back in oh, the day. Shit. I don't know if it is now. It's probably like some polymer, candy, but but you're on your chairlift, so you're just gonna make sure that no one smoked it before you smoked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, Patty, where's the where's the weirdest place you've woken up, mate? I reckon the weirdest place I've ever woken up was in Russia, in St. Petersburg. So I was, uh, so we're out, it was our first night in Russia. I was with a couple of mates, Ben and Daz. And yeah, so we, we just got there and we we're all pretty stoked to be in Russia. And it was, we we're having a great night. We went to a discotheque, as you do, um, you know, staying in the backpackers. And um, so anyway, we're on our way home and it starts snowing. It's about minus 10 or something. Anyway, we see this convenience store because it's fucking freezing. We're like, oh, let's just have a shot. Like, you know, we're on our way home. And anyway, so we have a shot and then the dude starts talking to us in English and we're like, oh, this is great, you know. Vladimir is a legend. Anyway, so I'm the only one that knows where the uh, the hostel is and this is pretty, you know. Google you phones know, and Whatever. Google phones, you know, Nokia 3310s and a fucking lonely planet. Yeah. You, you, know? you, you basically follow Snake home. That's yeah, how you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm the only one that not understands where we are. And so anyway, so I, I bite the bullet. I'm like, look, have my shot. That's it. I'll have a coffee. You guys have a drink with Vladimir. What could go wrong? And anyway, so Vladimir goes out the back, spends like 45 minutes. For some reason, who knows? Then he comes out, fills up the boys' uh, drinks. You know, they're uh, you know, you have a shot in Russia. It's not like thirty mils. It's it's a pot. It's you know? like, a hundred mils. Yeah, yeah, it's one hundred eighty-five mils. You know, you're drinking a bowl of vodka in three sips. <laughs> so you know, and if you don't finish that bottle, then you're basically dead to them. Yeah, they're gonna shoot you. It's rude. So anyway, so rude. my mates yeah. are doing this and they, they've had that and then this coffee is just taking forever. But it finally gets to me and I I have my coffee and it's terrible. But, you know, being a uh, classic Victorian, like, you know, every shot overseas is terrible if it's coffee. So I didn't really think too much about it. It was really bitter. And then apparently I just collapsed. And my mates, like, had to carry me out and they put us in a taxi they got us back to our place, and then um, I woke up a day later, twenty four hours later. And I'm like, Where the fuck am I, man? Like, what happened? And they're like, like, where's my wallet? And they're like, oh, we don't have any wallets, we don't have any cameras, we don't have anything. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> You've just been throwing up for the last day, and I'm like, I can't even remember throwing up. But that, that's the worst. And, and yeah, so that's good. How was conv- Vladimir? You got date raped. Basically, yeah, yeah. I think that's um what it tastes like. Yeah, it's just like it was the most bitter thing I've ever tasted. And but I Vladimir it. drugged all of you and stole all your yeah. shit. Can I mm. that and 
this reminds me of another story I wanted to get out of you tonight because can you because after you left the navy you traveled the world for a while right and you spent a fair bit of time in Russia by the sounds of it can you tell us about the night that you run one roulette at a Russian casino oh yeah that was great that was another another lovely Russian story but um yeah we're in um uh, Akusk which is uh Akusk yeah, yeah on Lake Bakar lovely place middle of winter minus 45 degrees I think it was yeah, you could watch the waves crash and then freeze. That was kind of cool. What? They even have seals. It's a it's a frozen freshwater lake, which is amazing as well. And um, anyway, so we went out again to a cool club that our backpackers had told us to go to called Club Akula. And um, so we went there and we get to the front door and then they go, oh, give us your passport. And we're like, oh, this is a bit dodgy. Well, we give them our, our passports, so because we're not dodgy. And then, um, yeah, they give you a gold credit card. Uh, and then we get in there. And this is, this place is the most amazing nightclub I've ever been to in my whole entire life. They have, like, chicks and dudes swimming around in fish tanks behind the bar with all this vodka. And we're, like, drinking drinks, having a great time. We're like, this is going to cost us a fortune. Right? This is going to, like... We're fucked. Like, you know, we've got this gold card. We don't even know what they're saying to us. We're just like, oh, okay, just pile drinks, pile drinks. Anyway, we leave. Cost us like 20 bucks. You know, we're like, we've had a great time. I'm like, wow, we got our passports back. It cost us 20 bucks. Who would have thought? So we're walking home and I have all these sort of like, you know, think of it like as, as a 7-Eleven of, of a uh, casinos. You know, so you walk in. Convenience-based casino. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're walking into your local shell service station, but it's a casino. It doesn't have the pumps out the front, but it has, like, the the flashy lights. We're just doing what we need to do. So we walk in, and my mate Ben's like, mate, we only spent 20 bucks tonight. I'm going to put $100 on 16. And I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, 100 US dollars, you know, fucking cost us 20 bucks tonight. Well, all right, we're in. The table rolls. Ball wheels around. Bang. It's 16. We're up three grand. Now, I don't know if you want to be up three grand in a Russian casino, right? And especially a dodgy, that one that looks like a fuel station casino. But they don't have three grand. Right. So anyway, so we go up to the uh, the counter and the, the chick's like, Yet, yet, ninety percent for the house. Yet, yet, ninety percent of the house. Yeah, no No one's going to take that money. Like, it's three hundred bucks. We spent a hundred. Like, it was three to one. What the fuck, man? That was like hundred to one. What are the chances? So anyway, we're uh, with him. My mate Ben, who is about five foot four, by the way, and got dreadlocks and is a hippie. He can not. He couldn't punch out a, a, a paper bag. Right, and then my mate Darren, a little more psycho, but still only five foot two. I'm a bit worried. Anyway, so we're arguing, and I'm like, Ben, we just need to take the money. Who cares? We've won money, and then Russian casino. We're playing roulette. And anyway, he keeps going for 45 minutes, being a pissed Australian. And anyway, these dudes walk into this uh, casino. It's only us three and the girl. 
behind the counter. And then suddenly 10 dodgy Russian dudes walk through the door. They're, they're in their suits. They're, they're, they're being their Russian selves. And I'm like, uh, I think these guys aren't here to play poker, Ben. And he looks at me. He looks at Darren. We're in a bit of trouble. Anyway, so um, I convince him, let's take the 300 bucks. So we take the 300 bucks, we walk out. And obviously because these people have been called, they need their money. This girl behind the counter doesn't have any money. Where does the money come from? It comes from us, right? So we're walking down the street and I remember looking up and then there's this, this like the time and it's like 2 a.m. and the temperature is minus 52. I remember looking at that and I'm like, all right, yeah, it's cold. All right, so we're walking out. And we start walking faster. These guys start walking faster. Everyone's walking faster. Right. And then we like um, we start a light jog. They start a light jog. These guys haven't jogged in 50 years, but they're jogging because they know where $300 is and it's with us. And we're fucked. Right. So, and then there's this 24 hour pizza joint down the road. And so we, we stop at the pizza joint and these guys just surround us in this pizza joint. We're in this one table. We're like, all right, cool. Let's just get a pizza and a beer work out what we're doing. We've got 10 Russian mobsters around us. This is great. So pizza comes out. We're, we're drinking our beer. And, and um, I don't know who said it, but it was like, all right, let's just have one more sip of beer and let's fucking run. So we do that. And then we see a taxi across the road <laughs> and we run and we jump in the taxi and drive, 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 and he just drives. And then these dudes just come out and just start, just start shooting the fucking, <laughs> shooting up the street. It was great. And then, and then he drives like 200 meters down the road, like nothing's been hit. And he's like, okay, now give me all your money. I said, turn back. And we're like, yeah, well played. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> yeah, classic, classic ambush. And then, um, yeah, so we give him all our money. He drops us <laughs> out our hostel. We get upstairs, and then the chick's like, okay, you need to leave now. You need to leave town. I get in my car. We drive to the train station. First train, you on. And so she drives us. We ended up in Carabos. Yeah. So this, this well, is the chick from the from the backpackers or wherever you're yeah, staying. Yeah, yeah. She's like, just like, she already got- knew. He's like, you guys are fucked. You guys <laughs> need to go. And that was the first train. And I went to Carabos. We got to Karabosk, which is in the middle of Siberia. Lovely. Yeah. Are you talk- did you say Lake ba- Baikal or something? Le- Bacal, yeah. Bacal. I just Googled it. Yeah. It looks fucking incredible. Yeah, it's one-fifth of the world's fresh water, I believe. Great place to get shot at by Russian mobsters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, people inside. And in the end, you didn't take. You, you didn't take three grand. Like in the end, you only took three hundred bucks. Plus, you put down a hundred. So you, no, we, we, you, you we actually didn't blue. take much yeah, of yeah. it. That's bullshit. We we still had a passport. So we <laughs> that's like a, um, that's some time. Have you guys heard the um, the machine story from Bert Kreischer? He's a stand-up comedian, and he tells yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where he, he basically he, he goes yeah. to Russia. 
with his high school and he ends up robbing a train with a bunch of Russian <laughs> mobsters and it's it made him famous because <laughs> it's it's his he's he does a stand up yeah. bit about it and he's that's why he's the machine. Yeah. I there's no way I can retell the story but you just got to google Bert Kreischer the machine but that that is your machine story. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Russia sounds like a fucking scary scary place but I, we were also on a train where Darren and Ben don't talk to each other anymore. Love them both. Darren in the military with him, seen some shit. Ben, hippie. You know, like these guys are, you know, yin and yang. But I, I didn't know both of them when we started this trip. But anyway, we're going to like Volvograd, which is like Stalingrad. Anyway, we're on this train and we're in the uh, dining car. And the trains are lovely. Like it's beautiful. But anyway, we start talking to a Russian mobster guy and he – ends up like, oh, okay, and I don't know, I'll buy another bottle of vodka and we're just drinking vodka, I'm just drinking vodka and that's that's all you can do. And anyway, Darren and Ben decide that they've had enough vodka after maybe four or five bottles of vodka. We're hammered. And um, so they've left and it's me and this mobster and we've still got half a bottle of vodka to drink. So we, we're drinking it and having a great time. He's got this fat roll of like, US bank. I'm like, that's a lot of money. He's paying it. The provenance are on the train car. It's like, no, we have to shop, but it's okay for you. It's okay. And I'm like, look, man, I need to go check on the other two. So I get back to the train carriage where we're staying. And then there's like this standoff, like there's like Darren and Ben, like being held by, by these two Russian guys. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what's happened? And, and then Ben's like, I was in bed. And Darren tried to choke me out and kill me. And I'm like, what do you want to choke you out and kill you? He's like, that's exactly what happened. And then the Russian's like, yeah, he'll just try to kill him. So we have to kill him off. Like, I, like I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you guys are best mates. Like, what happened? We'll talk about it in the morning. So, yeah. And then we get to, we get to Volvograd. Fucking... Yeah, apparently Ben just, like, Darren tried to kill Ben. Still don't even know what happened. They didn't talk to each other since that day. So yeah. something went down and you weren't privy to it. Yeah, but, yeah, the Russians definitely said that Darren tried to kill him. I was just thinking Darren Jesus. and Ben, you are saying one's a, a military man and the other was a hippie. Mm. And you were both of those because you were a military man and then it, I'm pretty sure you were a hippie straight after that because I've seen photos of you. Yeah, I, think I, I think I was a hippie when I was in the military. You were a hill, like, hippie military yeah, man. I've always, always like had that thought, you know, like don't judge something until you fucking walked that mile, you know. So that's why I joined Put the, the shoes on. Wear the shoes. Yeah, see what it's like. See, see if what you think afterwards is the same as what you think before. What do you think about the military now that you've put the shoes on? Nah, you know what? I, I don't know. I like the the older I get, the more I'm I'm unsure. But when I left, I was definitely sure that you know people just want to fucking work and live and you know have a good life. I don't I didn't really see the need for for the all the conflict and all the bullshit. Man, that's probably still the same thing. Can't really, you know. You might go, oh, that guy's a dick, but, you know, there's no need to fucking start shooting other people. No need to bomb countries. You know? 90% of the world just want to 
99% of the people in the world just want to have a good time, feel good, yeah. live. Yeah. And then there's a 1% fuckwit convention that yeah. wants to bomb the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but they're the people that are motivated to make changes in this world, right? They're the, the fuckwit convention 0.1% of the ones who are like, man, we're going to do something about something. Like, yeah. they're the ones who stare, we're just passengers, right? All the things yeah. we're told that we need, we've just realized in the last four weeks that you don't need them. Yeah. It's like, we can't, like, all the things, like, think about climate change. And what's involved in curbing climate change? It's like we need to change industry. Oh, we need yeah. to stop certain things, right? So we can't do it because it'll fuck the economy. It was like, have a fucking look around. We can fuck the economy. We can do it. We've just done it. Yeah. But we spent money. Just, yeah, <laughs> that, that will money. fuck the economy. Yeah, we'll just print money. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Mate, fuck we're printing money. It's getting printed and everyone who's like, why can't we just print money? A trillion dollars of debt. Yeah, we'll just print a trillion dollars, pay it off. Why doesn't Italy just print money? Well, we're about to see the answer to that question in 12 yeah. months' time. But what do we, why can't what do we need, print? though, Was What yeah. do you need? Like you need somewhere to stay. I'm, I'm the biggest advocate for this because, I. yeah, you need shelter, you need food. You need food and medicine. That, and then you need yeah. exercise, I reckon, as well. And that's like exercise is free. Things. Like you need exercise to be out there. is free. Like you need, it's free, but you like, but you need it. It's important. Yeah, you need it. But the things that you need that cost money are somewhere to stay and food, right? And medicine. I think. Yeah. I think and, that's and, it. And yeah, healthcare in general, like you know, dental, medicine, breaking arm, just, all that. Throw sort it of under shit. medicine. Like, you need yeah. to be yeah. Okay, yeah. so then you need like fucking ambulances and roads and shit. But like, we don't need the iPhone 11, right? And we don't need artificial intelligence. Well, I think that's fucked anyway. Like the iPhone 11's gone. Yeah, and we don't need Lamborghinis. So all this shit we don't need. So we could actually just. I think we there's probably enough smarts on the earth. I'm not. I'm not even an advocate for this. I'm just thinking about it. Is that there's probably enough smart so to go full socialist international and have everyone just have what they need. And then I don't understand why we're not socialists. Like, what's wrong with having just free healthcare and education, and then you can just do whatever the fuck you want? You know, like how hard is it? It's not that hard. People are lazy inherently. Like that's that's where that ends. What well, I'm seeing are this. people inherently lazy. Like I don't know these inherently lazy. What's people. the point of making most efficient- people I know work there? What's inherently- the point of making things efficient? Like, all right, this is this is hard work digging this fucking trench by hand. If I use a tractor, this is going to be a lot easier. Let's get a tractor. Why don't yeah. I get a tractor? education? You'd probably go, oh yeah, I made a tractor. Yeah, but <laughs> if you all right, so you you're digging a hole, and you were digging holes. Yeah. You were digging trenches today, was. And you're thinking like, well, fuck, we um, we're gonna invent a tractor to dig this hole. What are you gonna do with your time, though? You'll you'll fucking go and invent an iPhone. Like people, people need to be kept busy. That's what it's come to. People yeah. need to be kept busy, entertained. Like they get lazy. There's, what I'm, there's probably no reason for climate. poverty right now. Like there's no. It seems like it's unnecessary for anyone in the world to be. In do you know what we need to do, right? What? I, I go on my Nintendo, I go on my Switch, I go on the e-store, right? And you can buy a farm simulator. Right? A what? what we need is a robots. 
Farm Simulator, Robot. I think he said. Yeah, yeah. Farm Simulator, right? There's Robot, yeah. robots. We need them out in the fields in Africa or wherever people need food, and they need to, like, start getting, clearing the rocks, doing that. Like, there's people, there's millions of people already doing this, but they're just doing it in a simulator. Like, we have the technology now that we can just, like, go, hey, I'm just going to move this rock over here. I'm just doing it in a place that I haven't done it before. You know, sure, the field might fail, yeah. maybe. You know, but, you know, you could you could win a prize at the end of it. I you hear know? what like, you're saying. So, basically, <laughs> if you had drone farm equipment out there yeah. and they have all these nerds like yourself playing farm simulator, but they're not simulating, they're actually controlling machinery Act- on actual farms and feeding yeah. the world, and that's your computer yeah. game. People would yeah. do it. But that, that's why you need – no, but that's why you need – AI because then Paddy doesn't need to be doing it and you and I can instead of getting three fields done AI just gets Australia's right. fields well, done I'll, I'll, I'll renege on the AI we need the AI we don't now need the Lamborghini Paddy intelligence that's what we need fuck man <laughs> we're talking about this today right like so Genghis Khan made a dent in global warming he made a dent in carbon output in the atmosphere by through, through murder of the population. through murder and you know basically starving to death, but mate, this, this is going to happen. Like, is we're going to see a dent? Like, you look at the canals in bloody wherever they are. They like there's some. Um, they, you can see they, the, the dolphins in Italy or some shit. The dolphins in Italy, the in Venice. You can see like the um, Himalayas, like from some other town in um, India. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like there's a, everybody. All of a sudden, within a month, shit has come back, and I have all always preach like we're not killing the earth we're killing ourselves we're killing the environment that we know yeah. not killing the earth at all 100 it's fine man like look at a house that was built 100 years ago they're like falling and they're literally melting back into the earth like the chimney's kind of standing but that'll be fucked in 100 but years was, like was, the earth is fine the, life I, as we know it is good i agree yeah. like you what you're saying is 100 percent true the earth's fine but that's not the point like the point of people talking about global warming and the point of of anything is we're not worried about the earth per se like we're worried about human beings like we need to keep humans on the planet so the earth will be fine but we need humans because we're here fucking thinking about shit wondering what the fuck is the universe can we go to the moon what is the sun like a fucking chipmunk's not having these thoughts and not like i want to go to total recall i want to see that chick with three titties Exactly. So when people, I hate that greeny fucking bullshit of the earth will be fine. And I agree it will be fine, but it's yeah, not yeah. the point. The point is we need humans here. Team human. I don't think, it, I don't think it's greeny. I think it's like nowist. It's like, it's just about me. Like it's selfish. It's a selfish view. It's like, fuck it. Well, the earth will be f- f- figured out once we kill ourselves. And yeah. I think the reason years. I say greeny view, because I think start the greenies. The greenies. <laughs> what are they like? The uh, in India, right? Sorry, Patty, you you, no, you can see the Himalayas for the first time in thirty years. Didn't was right. just say that. You can you can see that right, and yes. then and then after this shit's all finished, then it all goes back to normal. It's gonna be fucked, right? Yeah. And then you go, oh no, I actually really like that. So let's change. Yeah, it'll never yeah. happen though. Everything will I switch back good. to normal I- so quick. And people will forget. But what we feel in the right. So they won't because it's it's long enough. Hopefully, I, I, Patty, I, I've hopefully. got a, I've got a point, right? So when I 
did my little push bike ride over to Melbourne, right? I spent It's not a little a push bike ride. Week. You rode a long way. Right. It's a medium-sized push bike on a long ride. Shopping or to work. I don't, I don't want you to put yourself down like that was. Yeah. <laughs> Say, so start I had, again. Say, I, had I did this massive bike. push bike ride. I did Sorry. This really, the longest up. push bike ride. Everyone that's listening, the, I did a longer push bike ride than you've ever done. I punched out long kilometers down the daily. Anyway, the point being, I spent a lot of fucking time by myself, a lot of time in my head. But when I got to the end, I'd I'd just done five and a half weeks and all I had was I carried on a push bike. Water was the biggest kilos. I had a couple of clothes, uh, probably as many clothes as someone 200 years ago had, like owned. That's what I had on my bike. I I probably showered more than they did anyway. And I remember getting to Melbourne and just – having a bit of a freak out. My mum loves to clean shit and she'd like put one bag in one room and one bag in the other and had a meltdown. I was like, where's my fucking, I was like, I sound like Cartman. Ma'am, ma'am, where's my fucking shit, ma'am? And I was like freaked out because I couldn't see everything in front of me as it should have been. And then I, when I got back to Perth, I'm like, fuck, I don't need anything. Like everything I needed for five and a half weeks was right there in front of me. I had a phone, I had technology, I had clothes, I had food, I had a way to cook it. Like that was it. And I just started going through stuff and getting rid of it. Like I didn't yep. need shit, and, but we just accumulated. And then probably, I don't know, five or six weeks back into real reality, I started, I forgot about that experience and I started, you know, doing the normal thing, bought a new T-shirt, whatever you do. Like you do slip in easily, but we need fuck all. And I've done that, the same thing moving down here. I accidentally moved down here with fuck all, but I don't really need anything else. No. Like I'd like a camera. Here being Margaret River. Capitalism, right? Because we're- Yeah. Yeah. But it's addictive. We don't, but capitalism's addictive, man. It's like it's really addictive, and everybody's doing it. So you'd slot in. All the good shit is. I just went through, yeah. it, actually, because we were going to move to the Middle East, which in hindsight would have been like the worst fucking um, place to go because all those economies are run on oil, and oil has gone through the floor. So I dodged a bullet by not moving to the Middle East. But basically, I was like, okay, I'm selling all my shit. And what do I actually need? And it turns out I don't need much. Like the things here that I've got, my microphones, my laptop, and one guitar, it's like kind of just need that. And then a surfboard, which I don't even need in the Middle East. Because I, and now I'm trying to keep, I'm almost trying to act as if I am moving to the Middle East. I'm just just selling shit off. It's like, well, fuck it. I don't, a lot of this shit I don't need. All that shit, man. And that, that place is a tinderbox. It's fucking going to blow up in about two seconds. <laughs> well, I'm not there. But um, was I did sell your bike. What are you doing? Yeah. Don't go there. Anyway, let's not talk about your bike. I sold your bike <laughs> for 200 bucks, which I bought from you for 400 And I spent probably 400 on it. Yeah, right. We're not going to judge you. Yeah. So if you open the We Uber are judging you. That's the entire point of asking for your Uber out, Uber rating. Yeah. We, you've been yeah. fucking right. judged, mate. So we are going to judge don't you. Don't fucking judge We're going to judge you, we're but we judge, judge ourselves. Don't say we're not going to judge you. We're both. Yeah, it was, I was trying to tell him that it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Just be honest, mate. You don't we're know. We're all alcoholic shit guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So top left is um, dot, dot, dot. Right, yeah. I'm just getting my uh, welcome back sign in. 
Okay, because the thing back. is, Paddy Where lives in Bright and he lives in Wodonga. They probably don't have Uber. But you do spend some time no, in we Melbourne. Don't. We've been, I've seen you in Melbourne at least 15 times, I reckon. Like that Black Mirror episode, because um, the Wandy Pub, you guys run a little shuttle up to the mountain, don't you? As well during snow season. I've seen yeah, the pimp man. van with the automatic opening doors and shit. That thing is wild. The V dub van. You should you should rate people on their trip and you should actually charge them accordingly. So it's instant rapport, instant um feedback on how their trip's been. It's like this is the price that it starts at. And most people pay a ten percent discount to that price. Most people. But it's open for you to pay a twenty percent discount to that price if you're a legend, or yeah. you could pay tax. We could get you a job in the Chinese government. I reckon was me. Yeah, with that sort of attitude, well, it's a Black Mirror like episode, it. surely. But that's what the yeah. Chinese government. Is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to fuck the China. Fuck China. I'm going to North Korea, mate. I'm going all the way. I'm going Patty. to the real, real place. Did you get the yeah. app open? Yeah, I got the app open. So up in the top left. There's three lines. Yeah. Press that. And yeah. And it should say your name and a rating underneath. I have dropped no, considerably. You have? Oh, shit. I'm blocked out. What do you mean? There's no rating. Oh, Enough. you haven't used zero. Basically. Yeah, I'm a legend. Is that a fresh Bro. slate? Do you reckon you've got a fresh slate like to... A clean slate to ruin or embrace, or are you like, have they kicked well, you I off? I reckon like, it's because yeah. I live in like bumfuck nowhere that they're like, no, nah, we're not going to give you a rating until we go to the city. So okay. maybe I'll have to like work that out. That's all right. The thing is, but I reckon like four point one. I reckon if I was to give myself <laughs> a rating, four point one is actually terrible. <laughs> I know it's like you know, most people will give five stars, but like I'm from the country, probably don't show up at the right spot, probably a bit drunk, don't know where I am. You know, like Yeah. It's hard I've, for me. Man. Was I've dropped because last time we chatted I was four point seven four and I got excited one week because I went four point seven six. I'm four point seven now. I got just down through the floor. And I think my maybe that happened because I haven't used it. Actually, no, I did use it. I did. I fucking, this is what I did. Work wanted me to go into the office on a Saturday and I was getting my car repaired two weeks ago. So I got to go into the Corona riddled office because I'm dedicated to the cause. And I was like, mate, I'll come in on a Saturday, but I don't have a car. He's like, we'll just get an Uber on the work card. $130 it cost me. And the guys fucking obviously slated me. And we had good rapport the whole way. And he was a maniac. Primo rates as well. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, this isn't about us though, isn't it? We know that 4.7 is probably where you should be sitting. You don't oh, want yeah. to be flirting with the border. I'm not a great, might great, be. I'm not a great guy. You're 4.7. Surely at this day and age, where I should be. Slating you. you shouldn't be slating you. You must be a real dick. He's, he's just maybe he thought correcting I was your position in he was a bureau. He was a maniac. Like the things that were coming out of his mouth were fucking maniacal. And um, yeah. maybe he could sense his name for him. Hey, um, speaking of maniacal thoughts then, which is 
probably what you brought up. Have you have you got a bar snack for um yeah. for the party, Andy? I got a bar snack. What you got, mate? So patty for for young players. A bar snack is just it's supposed to be just like a a tidbit from the news or something that we can have a quick chat about. But this is maybe a little bit different because you guys, was you live in my? Hang on a sec. There is a party outside the window here, and I looked out. I the just window heard before. that. Yeah, there's like ten chicks raging in the backyard of the apartment block next door. I assume they all live together. They are no. raging. They're doing shots. They're screaming. They're singing. Like, oh, yeah. they probably know that I'm what? on this podcast. Yeah, maybe they know that, Paddy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. doubt that. That's the reason. Can I... you get up to the window and give them a helicopter, Andy? Just give them a look <laughs> at the helicopter. Could. Like, because <laughs> the there's a bed. <laughs> in the room I'm in. There's a bed that... and there's a full window. I could stand up and helicopter with ease. Gone. Oh, fucking backpackers. Fucking mate. The backpackers. The backpackers are getting a raw deal in Coogee at the moment. But today Mel and I went for a walk. We did. So we woke up. I was hungover. I stayed up to two last night playing computer games, drinking whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but I got up early and did a workout. Mel and I did like a 30 minute um, workout in the house. And then we went for a walk. So like, that's how you be an alcoholic. You exercise in between sessions. (laughs) That's the way to do it. Functioning alcoholics, they call it. Anyway, we get to where you cross the road and these two Spanish backpackers are basically like on us, like right there. It's like there's no one else at the crossing and they're just standing right behind us. No social distancing, no English, no English. <laughs> and, I, and I was just thinking like this is why you guys are getting a bad rap, you know, just fucking stand back. And um, anyway, fuck my the money, back. My money on my money on my money. Yeah. We, yeah. We got off course there. Let's go back to the bar snack. So here's the bar snack. And I was going to say is that basically was you're living in Margaret River. Paddy, you're living in Wodonga. So you might not have noticed this yet, but the supermarkets, A, they they are the essential service, right? We all need to eat. And B, at the moment, there's a you can only have so many people in there. So they've set up essentially a nightclub line to get into supermarkets in Sydney, in Melbourne, in Hobart. So you can only have, depending on the size of the supermarket, you can have so many people in there. So it's a one in, one out policy. Once it gets to the, to the um to the number limit, so you basically line up to get in, and then you go in. So my thinking is, the supermarkets are now the new nightclub because they're the only thing open. You've got to line up to get in them, and there is probably products in there that we can get off our face on. So my question is, if we're going to do a supermarket crawl, so jump from Coles to Woolies to IGA and go all around the local area, what can we replace different drugs, different alcohol with from the shelves? So start vanilla with- essence, straight up, straight what up vanilla that, what essence. What does that replace? That, that's alcohol. Vanilla essence, essence of anything is just alcohol. So it's mess- yeah, I, this is fucking horrendous. I'll tell Fucking sorted. Yeah, sorted. I'll tell you a real quick story. This is fucking terrible, oh, and I hope that no one from our school listens to this podcast. But I was a camp leader once. I was in year ten, and then you go on the year seven camps as the leader, and like you go and you know you help out with the whatever. Anyway, so we got the, the camp leaders. There was four of us: two girls, two bo- two boys. We got the night off um, two of us at a time. So I was with this chick called Tracy, 
and we got into the camp kitchen and our job was to make the cocoa for the kids who had been out fucking stargazing or some shit. And so we're making this big vat of cocoa. Yeah, I don't know what they're fucking doing. It's at Yarra Junction in, um, in Victoria. And anyway, we've got this big, like a fucking litre of vanilla essence and we're adding a bit to the cocoa to make it taste good. And I'm like, you know, this stuff's alcoholic. She was like, is it? And yeah, year 10, not a big alcohol tolerance, not no Russian style. Nah. So Tracy and I start doing shots of fucking, uh, start doing shots of, of vanilla essence. Anyway, I'm doing not doing too bad. I'm like, oh, actually, I got a little buzz on. Like, this is right. All of a sudden, Tracy floored. Like, can't fucking see straight. Never drank booze in her life. She's fucking like falling over the place. So I was like, oh, this is fucked up. It's like we got fifty kids coming back to this thing. Tracy can't serve the the thing. I was like, what am I done here? Like she was literally fucking belted off probably sixty mils of um of vanilla essence. Dragged her back to I. This is good. <laughs> I dragged her back to the cabin. Yes, you did. Threw her no. into the bunk. Yeah. <laughs> <Sounded> better. <and> better. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and uh, and I just said, look, Trace is a bit crooked and I served all these Trace, Trace has come down with a case of, um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because was, anyway, so you can get fucked up. Because the other <laughs> one, yeah, you can get fucked up on nutmeg and it's a powerful hallucinogenic. And a friend of mine, really? a friend of mine and yours was Adam, who was on the podcast talking about... Um, some oh, mental God. health. Being app. healthy. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not him. The girl, a girl that he was seeing one night, she doesn't experiment with drugs and stuff like that, but she did smoke. I think you smoke it. I don't know. You'd have to Google this. But she did do nutmeg and she explained the, it, it's a psych, it's an extreme psychedelic and she had a very bad trip. And with any psychedelic, you can have a bad trip. You can have a good trip. She had a bad trip. On nutmeg, so I think if we're doing our supermarket bender, we have to incorporate nutmeg. What's that? All right, so that's on the movie Idle Hands. If you've yeah, yeah. And I always thought it was just a joke, but but it's not a joke. You can actually, it's not a piss take. It's real. I heard the other thing I was told. The lie I was told. Mushroom season is coming up. (laughs) I know, and no one's allowed to go out searching. Everyone's going to be going for their walks. Yeah, I'm exercising. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm exercising. Jeez. What are you doing? I'm social distancing yeah. in the young growth social forest. Distancing, tripping balls. But, Patty, <laughs> if you've if you've got to get you got to party in the supermarket, which aisle do you go to? And you can't have vanilla essence, and you can't. Are you have staying? Nutmeg. You're staying in the supermarket, so you're like, all we're right, just, you know what? Pub one in, one out. We're going, one we're going to fucking hang. Out yeah. in the veggie section and let all the all the come in and get her groceries and fuck off. But you and I, like, yeah, so this is we're hanging, we're look, partying, we're hanging. Well, we're I hanging. mean, I mean, if I if I'm in the supermarket, I mean, there's yeah. nothing I'm gonna find there. I'm just gonna get some Doritos because yeah. I know what I'm gonna find outside. But it's a bit what of a about, lame. Answer. What about hand sanitizer? Yeah, hand sanitizer. You can't get that no more. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> Actually, my my mate's old old man, back in the day, one he, we used to call his we used to call him Kenny, because every time we'd go to his house, it was a bit real. Um, he used to. Uh, <laughs> what? What do you mean a bit real? <laughs> yeah, it was too real. Yeah, 
But he used to mix <laughs> like goon with metho. Oh, that's it. That's the classic oh, that's, mix. That is, oh, orange, oh, orange that's juice, a rack sort of barley stuff. Not even oh. orange. It's just goon with metho. goon and metho. Why? Why? You'd have to be so poor yeah. to think that's a good idea. There's actually something in metho to make you be sick. Like they put it in there so you don't drink it. He ended up spending eight years in prison for stealing cassowary eggs. That's how poor he was. <laughs> What's he doing with cassowary eggs? From the cassowaries or from? Yeah, yeah. From people would have already stolen them from cassowaries. He, he went up to North Queensland and started stealing cassowary eggs. And then fucking got done. And spent eight years in prison. Best thing that ever happened to my mate. Eight years. Eight years. You know, like, have you guys been watching the Tiger King documentary on Netflix? I haven't yeah. seen it. None, none. It's, it's, My mate's dad was exactly that guy. Yeah, so you got to watch it. But that guy got zoo. 22 years jail and he Good. didn't do shit. All he did was convince a couple of straight dudes to have sex with him. Mate, he, he is the <laughs> worst person on earth. He's not what great. Is oh, you what watch is this? Oh, mate, Jesus, do I need to see this? Everyone in the world's watching it except he's, for you. Was. But yeah, like you, you yeah, he's fucked. It's so Why funny. It gets darker and darker. It starts off. Like he's a fucking. It, but it just starts off like this is an eccentric gay dude that runs a tiger park. Things are a bit weird, and every episode gets darker and darker and darker. It's a documentary. It's real shit. And then yeah. basically, spoiler alert: he goes to jail for twenty-two years. But um, you know that at Jesus. the start because he's sp- anything that he's speaking is from jail. But it's like the number one watch show at the moment. Tiger King. It's yeah. amazing. Like it's yeah, the it's biggest like a free Tiger King. <laughs> it's a f- absolute freak show. Okay, look. Anyway, that's my idea. It's the supermarket bender. I think we should start to rewind this up. So, Patty, at the end of every episode, we try to talk about what has got you frothing this week, and this can often go for a while. I'm going to ask you first, Patty. Do the hand, Andy. <laughs> this is to freak that? you out a little bit. <laughs> got this fucking wave going on. <laughs> like, what has got me? I'm winding. I'm winding it up. It's yeah. the hemp. It's the hemp. Uh, I'm going to get a beer. This is the. Uh, 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 can I ask you there, was Because you've actually probably got something. I'm going to make it up on the spot. Fucking forever. And I love it. What's yeah, got well, you froth and watch? Because you actually, you hang on a sec, before you even talk, you actually are in a place of froth and most people aren't. Oh, the best. It's, this is this is actually ideal. Like you, you talk about this situation, you go to Marg's at Easter time and it's pumping or you go away and it's pumping. Oh, this would be sick when no one was here. Oh, Marg's would have been great back in the day and like all this sort of shit. Like, this is it. Like we're living in it. So the whole situation has absolutely got me frothing that I work in this office job in the city, but I can swim before work. I can get to my computer. I can work at lunchtime. I'm going to have a swim after work. I can have a swim. I'm living in like the premier spot for waves. It's outrageous right now. I'm sitting in a shed, the pottery studio behind me. I'm looking out the door. There's kangaroos and emus just chilling together in a paddock, like through this, garage door like this whole situation is an epic frothability do you think situation like it couldn't be better think was that this is just showing like because i talked to you six months ago because i work my work i work from home a fair bit and they've got it set up and you're like no i can't i can't work from home they don't have the system set up 
and you can't do it that well. Now you're doing it every day. Do you think it's going to change the way people like live and work? It's like, hey, all these businesses and managers that told us we can't work from home, turns out we can and it's fine. So you can live where the fuck you want to live and work the job you want to work. Like I think it's potentially going to help push that along. I totally agree. My job, I can, apart from client meetings and things, which is mostly yeah. around CBD, which I can go up and organize and do at a time. But Why can't you just ring them? Hey, again. Well, no, we do ring them, but there's a lot of rapport built between clients and between trust and things from actually seeing people face-to-face. Oh, and meeting. Uh, it makes it tangible. But there's that's rapport build is, that's probably the one thing people don't tell you about any job. It's like yep. the most important thing about any job is your relationships with other people and building rapport yep. and building relationship. Yep. No one tells you that. It's huge but, um, and it's huge internally as well for working for each other and why I want to help you out because oh, I can't answer my phone so I'm going out for an hour. Can someone yep. deal with my clients? Like internal and that's probably the biggest reason why not but, but video conferencing, we're all getting better at it. We're learning, we're doing these sort of things and it's all like there's definitely studies on this of like people have been given the choice to work from home but if you after a couple of weeks, people want to go and work in the office because they need the interaction. They need people. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm sitting by myself I'm in an epic spot, but for eight hours a day, I'm getting frustrated. I've got no one to vent to. I want to, you know, interact with people during the day. We're not supposed to sit by ourselves in hours and hours. I find so, it weird. Like I sit in, I'm working from home every day, but I'm in video conferences four hours a day. And yeah. when I used to work from home, maybe one day a fortnight, I'd probably slack off a bit and maybe do a bit here, a bit there and then end up working late. But now that that it is my work, I'm like diligent. I'm on at eight and I'm not finished until six and I'm at the desk. I'm actually working more than I ever was. I've got Mel in the office. She's at the other desk doing her shit and I'm video conferencing like a maniac. But I think, yeah, when it goes back to normal, probably will appreciate going into the office and actually working with people. But I think it kind of proved the point that if people do it right, you can, if you're, if you're, you, you can do provide, it. You can do it. Like you can't run a pub from Patty. Like you guys are no. fucked, right? You can't run a pub. Can I, fin- can I finish my frothing, right? My frothing Please. on, on Marks in the area is I really want to live in a place where people cross each other in the street and say hi because I've been living in Narrabup. Everybody ex- thinks that I'm a local. So you walk down the street, you say hi to every fucking person that walks past. It's as if like you see a dog in the street, you go and say hi to the dog, but you wouldn't say hi to the owner sort of thing. Like we have this weird thing where we kind of avoid people and that has absolutely got me frothing saying hi to people right there. What has not got me frothing is that because we're working from home, I just got a text right then and I thought I'll quickly have a look at this. It's 6 p.m. It's fucking Saturday, Easter Saturday, and it's from a client of mine who's like blah, 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 wants to know what's going on with the Aussie dollar. Like, and what it's should fucked, we do? Mate. It's, it's fucking fucked. Easter Saturday, mate. That's the downside <laughs> of working. Like, get, get the Aussie dollar's flying at the moment. 63.50, get around it. But All the big wigs yeah. at my work, they uh, email at 
like 2 a.m. you get an email from someone. Oh, you got to let everyone know but, that you're up and about. But That's they just cool. say, uh, no, I think they, they have it at the bottom of things. Like just because I send you an email at 2 a.m. doesn't mean I expect a response. It's just that I'm a maniac. Can they have like a delay switch on their, on their thing? Like, yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah, 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 send later. Yeah. Uh, I did this at like 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Andy can go, hey, fuck you, man. Like, I mean, yeah, he's working really hard. Yeah, that Andy guy. Definitely. Definitely people do that. But anyway, that's what's got me frothing. Yeah. People living in a place where people say hi to each other because they think they should. But you're also dealing with uh, regional racism as well. So is it And dealing with the regional racism. But I'm on board for that. I'm ready. Bring that on. Bring it on. You know what's got me frothing? Well, tell us, Pat, please. I reckon like... This has made people that are so far apart more together, right? So basically, if you're in a regional area like us, you know, like we're always, well, people come here and it's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. But now, you know, they're just going to, they're going to understand the, the tyranny of distance. And then, and then now with that, we've got all these Facebook groups and all the rest of it. You know, I can do my tango classes in Melbourne and don't have to travel to Melbourne. I can just hang out up here. It's really That's, nice. We and we talked about this in the last episode. Is I'm actually talking to more people than I was because most weekends I'm doing stuff. I'm busy. Uh, most yeah. and but now, like I'm just like fucking sitting around the house for the fiftieth day in a row. It's like what's was doing. What's fucking old mate in uh, Wodonga doing? It's like it does. It is actually people are slightly more connected than they were. Yeah. I, think, I think it'll connect us more, but it'll connect us less once it all finishes. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. you um, hit me up on house party, Andy, last night, probably between video games and and beers or whatever. I was like drinking Jamison. <laughs> I was making beats. And then playing yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 and I was having a hell of a night and eating carrot cake. I was I was actually living the dream last night. <laughs> you were living the dream. And you like called me and I just got into my swag and I was like I was like, hey mate, I'm in my swag. You're like, where the fuck are you? I was like, I'm just between houses at the moment, between farms. <laughs> yeah, you're homeless. Homeless. You're actually homeless. <laughs> but uh, it's I think, but the thing is, like, no one, no one ever has been through what we're going through right now, right? And it's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but it is the one of the weirder things that's ever happened. So it's up to us, like, what we take out of it and what we choose to make normal, you know, carrying on. And I think we should make it more normal to be more connected, especially like people our age, where everyone ends up living in all fucking corners of the globe. You know, when you're in your thirties, all your mates tend to live in all corners of the globe. So yeah. why not fucking talk to them every weekend? And why not? Jesus, the party yeah. next door is going off. Is that the party in the background? Yeah. Holy shit. We got to go there. We got to tra- we got to find out where they're on house party. Does it have this geolocation thing like Snapchat's got these days someone was showing me? You got to get in there. Hashtag yeah, could you make our podcast huge. Yeah, I mean like if you can if you can, uh, our podcast, me mum's calling. Don't lie. Robin, put Robin Shit, on sorry, the speaker. 
put Robin on speaker. Right. No, no. Oh, she just missed it. I've just missed it. We won't. But, oh, hey, darling. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Massive froth, Patty. Massive. Big froth. Good. Big froth. And you're right. It is. It's legit. It's legit. I mean, it's been great. Like, it's still shit. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Tell you what we can do. Ever, ever have like a couple of months off work for nothing? Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's an opportunity, isn't it? Do you need to look at this? Like, I, I, I wonder what the kids are thinking. Remember in primary school or even high school, you'd be like, "What? Like, fuck school. I wish school would just fucking." disappear into a hole and I didn't have to go to school this week. Like I definitely thought that at times and mm. you don't think it through because the reality is it, your fucking childhood would suck if that happened. But these kids, they've got their dream. Some kid in, in February dreamt that school would just fucking disappear and he didn't have to go and boom, school's gone. Done. Like yeah. you're home, kid. Fucking legend. Yeah, I was talking yeah. to my... My um sister, oh no, I was talking to my mum about it. I was like, oh, how do how do my sister's kids are um, you know, like grade six? And I was like, what do they think about this? And I'm like, eh, they still going to school because mum has to go to work. But um, I don't know if the kids like would get it. Like, like it's just you just be pumped that you're not going to school. This is the first yeah, for holiday week. that anyone like anyone's ever had. And the government, mm. I mean, I, but the $280 billion, like, give me a million bucks. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Just give me a million bucks. I, I like the Paddy yeah. view of the world is just give everyone a million and then yep. get spread around. Paddy's stimulating. All I'll right. run the maths on that. I'll have a chat to Scotty for marketing, and I think it's it could be a thing. Well, you don't give it to kids. So it's not everyone. No, you don't give it to kids, but you oh, know what's going to happen. It's the same supply demand thing. What do you think? Like, let's not get into the economics, but if everyone's got a million dollars, house prices just went up fucking half a million dollars, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, but we know. Really <laughs> yeah, then then not if everyone's got a fucking yeah. million dollars and all of a sudden job again. The give thing is, bag. if we've okay. all got a million dollars, it'll all slowly siphon its way to uh, China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should yeah. do it. Let's everybody who's thinking this is a great idea, including you, Patty, just Google Venezuela um, 2019 and maybe just have a quick little read and see what's what's going on there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's well, look more at hyperinflation. Australia, maybe that's a good one. Fuck, fuck it, you know, like it's all it's all free money. It's all for free money. It's all free money. Um. Anyways, who's gonna pay for it, little Andy? Yes. Should we wind this up? It's getting real dark and creepy in my spot. I don't know if you guys have noticed. It looks the sun's gone down. Real dark. You don't have any lights down. in your house. We Mate, can all hang out generator. later on on a um on a this Facebook a... Facebook something or a house party app. No, it's been fun. It's been fun. I I probably have to go. I'm gonna go. It's, what do you got to do, mate? You're in bright by yourself. Are you chasing some little strange uh, today? You chasing yeah, no, the strange? You doing what? There's some lasagna cooked up the road. Oh, perfect, Patty. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. No check out the Wandy Pub online and on Instagram, and when it reopens, 
go and buy your beers there. Um, Get amongst. I saw Carlton Draft. Yeah. Oh, what's the band that we're playing? Uh, we don't we don't do Carlton Draft, but um, okay. Well, fuck Carlton Draft. Then I was going to say they did this thing where you could buy virtual beers for the your local pub, and the money would go straight to the pub. But fuck Carlton Draft. You're right. No, yeah, I saw so that. And you know who's running that? Yeah. PayPal and fuck oh, PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. PayPal yeah. and fuck yeah. Carlton yeah. Draft. But yeah. Yeah. right, Patty. What, what's yeah. the band that we're going to play? Um. So Alex, I think. Uh, I got him to send me a uh, message. Well, anyway, it's going to be Alex Donnelly and uh, his crew, but I, I don't have it right now. Was it in? Was it in numbers I'm form? Find Did it. he send you? Hi, Patty. I love you. Haven't rooted the neighbour. Things are going well. Is it? Do you still remember the numbers from Here your Submariner so, days? Alex Donnelly. I only met this guy one time. Paul Molly. He says, follow my new project, Paul yeah, Molly. Paul. All right. And let me, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to try and find this. Oh. Mate, I'm out of here. It's dark. My mummy's calling me. I'm going to go cook up some pork snaggers I got from the local markets, which is still open. Maybe even trap a kangaroo or something. Yeah. Oh, Masupials are fine. Just no more. Fuck. They grow back. Hey, okay, Patty, thanks, it's not um, gonna thanks be for Molly. coming and telling stories. Thank you. I, I was a good interviewer. I'm not sure how it Interviewist? Works. Yeah. <laughs> Interview? Not sure how it works. But no, thanks, mate. And um, stay safe and bright. And hopefully we get a ski season in there eventually and you guys have a bit of traffic through the Wandy. Well, I think we're walking it, definitely. You'd definitely be hiking it. Fuck, yeah. Like, talk yeah. about solitude. And, like, worst case, you just go and hike the, the backside of um, – of drift or something like that. Like there's going to be snow around. You, yeah. you guys are primo. Hopefully they shut the road then, right? Put a big gate across it. Well, they'll shut the road for sure. So you won't even able to get up there and go for a ski. The road is shut um, anyway. You, you know what? You need to think ahead, mate, and park a car on the other side of the gate. Just park it in the bush off um, at one of those little flats so you can walk up to the car, drive that up, and then, you know, walk through the gate. There's some foresight yeah. for you. Hey That's guys, so we're going to go out with Since We Kissed, which is a band from um, Up Your Way, Paddy. The song's called Countdown to the End. Uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us. Maybe talk to you boys later on tonight. All right, Hooroo. enjoy mushy season. Hooroo. Yeah, mushy season. All right. You got to say hooroo, Paddy. Hooroo. Perfect. Welcome to the party, everybody step right in Don't matter who we are, don't matter where we've been A hundred million hugs, hundred million smiles And everyone we know, packed in for miles and miles See all my ex-girlfriends, dance with your ex-boyfriends It's all our enemies, forget their differences This is the final crush, this is our last Please don't say you've got nothing left Everything's fine cause I'll always love you Don't be afraid cause we're near the end As long as you know that I'll always love you Oh 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 o
us our nuclear Inside our see-through chests Our bodies ebb and flow Like we're all inside this This is the fire.